We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are going to go through a weekend mailbag edition. I wanted to get something out over the weekend. It's been a little chaotic here, and it's really been pretty slow on the questions front, kind of slow as well on the NFL news front. If you've been paying attention, like I'm sure you have, but it's like the first Sunday here without NFL football for a while, so a little bit strange to have nothing to even like Pro Bowl consider. We're in this really weird middle time between like the NFL season has ended. The combine hasn't kicked off like it will next weekend. And we haven't quite hit like, obviously the tag deadline stuff is coming up the window. Sorry to to put the franchise tag on players coming up here next week. It's just a very slow NFL news week. And one of the more quiet weekends that you will see until like the June, July, everybody's away from the organization last little bit of summer before uh, camp starts. So, yeah, there's there's very little happening. The biggest piece of Brown's conversation over the past like three days has been, I think Mike Tannenbaum made some fake Daniel Jones for Deshaun Watson trade. Like the Browns had to send a second round pick over, uh, largely I think basing the Browns' success on like they won eleven games without Watson or something like that, and they thought they could he, the the Browns getting off the contract. I, I don't know. It's like. Living in a world where Deshaun Watson is traded is just never going to happen. So that contract is either running its course in Cleveland or he's being extended in Cleveland. There, there will not be any sort of trade. You know, I, I think we could pretty safely say that at this point. But otherwise, uh, the NFL wide scope, like looking around, the dynasty was out, which is the Patriots show on Apple Apple TV, and that's. If not uh, a, a trip down memory lane, like pure nostalgia, there's actually some really good in the first two episodes behind the scenes, like videotaping stuff that happened, which makes it interesting. The Browns pop up a couple times, largely due to Bill Belichick's first run as a coach and stuff like that. So if you're just bored and kind of craving some football, that's a good, a good avenue, a good show that's out uh, right now that you can check out on Apple TV. Two episodes, the next one's out next Friday. Uh, um, again, the biggest piece of like NFL breaking news was Jimmy Garoppolo getting suspended two games by the NFL 
So now the Raiders are going to go ahead and, and make the move to release him before the fifth day of the new league year in mid-March. So uh, that's not a surprise at all. He was fully guaranteed $11.25 million salary if he entered the 2024 season. So he's out. That PED suspension makes it easier. The Raiders are going to be heavily looking at quarterbacks. We know that. But that's it. You're looking at like a lot of mock drafts. You're looking at a lot of conversation about... Um, you know, which quarterback prospects can be picked apart the furthest. I think I, I felt like this weekend has been Drake May, who's been, um, you know, picked on the most here uh, as far as all of the quarterbacks that are getting their film breakdowns and like one's too high, one's too low. Um, you know, I, I think that it feels like it's him that's getting picked on as far as being evaluated too closely uh, and, and overthinking it. But again, we're going to see like a weekend for all of these prospects in the coming two months where people are picking their film apart and uh, the dynasty fantasy football people are telling us why they don't like him. Otherwise, the Steelers continue to put out some bad headlines about their quarterback situation. Their GM, Kevin Colbert, who uh, made a really weird statement the other day about like analytics people and measuring, um, you know, uh, measuring like intangibles was uh, was an interesting one. The for, I should say former Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert. But um, other than that, it's still some like weird buzz around the Steelers about who their quarterback's going to be if they believe in Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph. I don't know, but that is the the belief is that there's not some guarantee they're going to draft one or trade for one, and that to me would continue to be a home run for an organization like that, which has since Ben Roethlisberger been one of the worst quarterback situations in the league. And not that Ben was playing great his last few years, but it's gotten worse. They have the least amount of touchdown passes in the NFL since he's um, since he retired. So trending in that direction would be great. But like I said, quiet news weekend and really a, a, a big focal weekend for the NBA, uh, obviously, because the NBA is their all-star game and stuff like that. Other sports are stepping in the limelight. Baseball is back. But the football world will dominate the headlines very soon. Franchise tags are coming, right? You're going to get that. Like I said, you're going to get free agency stuff. It's going to start kicking up. In the, and you always get great conversation and rumors and news and just a lot of talking happens in Indianapolis at the Combine. And you start to you know gather, connect the dots on potentially guys being moved or traded or whatever just starts to pick up the buzz and chatter picks up. We're at a quiet spot right now. Um, otherwise let's get into the mailbag. We got, we got a few questions that came over, obviously the mailbag reflecting the sort of time of year it is. It's not driven with a ton of questions. So we'll answer what everybody wrote in here. And if I missed one, we'll hit it for the Monday quick hitter tomorrow, but let's answer what we have as far as replies to this tweet. All right. First question from Robert Pace said, uh, answer this when you can. You know your show on your interior offensive line was interesting. Apples to apples of the higher paid guards and centers. How was their production? If you look at the highest paid uh, offensive line groups and especially the more talented interiors, you're probably talking about Philadelphia and Dallas, who have some of the strongest, you know, across the board offensive lines, but really good guard center guard tandems. Where I would put the Browns is probably inside the top 10 in, t in terms of guard center guard but like I think the Colts with Quentin Nelson Ryan Kelly and Will Fries I think are uh, in the in the top portion of that Tyler Linderbaum John Simpson and Kevin Zeitler graded out a little bit better Frank Ragnow Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson with Detroit pretty strong uh, like I mentioned Dallas 
uh, with Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, and then um, Tyler Biotic, uh, I think is a pretty good tandem there that has played a little bit better this year. But, you know, the Jason Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, and Landon Dickerson group, uh, I think, led the way. But the Browns are in that top 10. Josh Myers, John Runyon, um, and Elkton Jenkins with the Packers. I think the Browns are a little bit better than that this year. So, again, top 10, you need them to be more like top five, maybe top three, based on what you're paying them. Because you're talking about other teams there have cheaper options that they were using. So need them to be better, quite obviously. But not, again, we didn't grade them out as a bad unit overall. Just that they didn't have their strongest year in recent memory. All right, next question comes from uh, Matt Diarcy, who says, uh, So the Browns' new dome that will host the 2034 Super Bowl. Which act and guests who are big now, but whose career is probably on the slide, are going to be the halftime show? Or are we just rolling back out Rock and Roll Hall of Famers? Mick Jagger will probably still be around going strong. Uh, I That's actually a really good uh, a good question. I don't, you know, would Taylor Swift be willing to do this like a decade from now when she's not as big? Does she ever, does she ever fade away? Um, you know, what other bands are, are is, is Drake going to do one then? He's gone. From the from the top of the 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 pinnacle here, from his like removed himself from his career. I I don't know. That's a I'm not the big music guy, so that's not a great that's not a great question for me to answer. I'm not uh, I'm not sure on that one. I'm sure maybe some of you could tweet over some funny responses to that. I'm not a, I'm not sure on that one. But ten years from now, you're talking about usually some of the older you know some of the older groups maybe reuniting or putting something together that that super bowl stuff is going in an interesting direction I'll, I'll say that i think they're due for like a a swing back around into rock music at some point not that that's my biggest desire here but i think it's going to it's going to have to happen to balance out how the fans feel next question is from anman248 how did you feel about the super bowl overtime rules any changes you'd make in general for overtime to improve Without being overly gimmicky, I think eliminating punting and you must go for it on fourth downs and overtime would make it quicker and eliminate ties. I love college football overtime rules. I just do. I love teams getting equal opportunity at the 25-yard line going in, challenges your defense, challenges the offense's ability to operate in the high and low red zone. I love college rules. Now, the NFL's close to this with their ability to uh, match scores and then go to sudden death. That that's fine. I think those rules are fine, but if you're asking me, I would just prefer to go to the college overtime rules. I think those are a little bit more balanced than what the NFL, especially the regular season, has. I, I prefer the postseason variety personally. Uh, I'm not going to pick that apart too too far, but I just think the college stuff is pretty perfect and it's 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 exciting. I mean, again, like putting the football down there close to the end zone but not too close, I think it makes for a really exciting product. And, you know, seven overtime type stuff, that's crazy, and I enjoy it. Uh, next question is Mr. Camtastic. I know you and Andrew are Shanahan fans, so I want your takes. I think the fatal flaw with Kyle is that his system isn't conducive to elite quarterback traits. The fact that his system seems almost predicated on uh, elevating average to above average quarterback seems to cap him at conference championships with Ryan and Purdy. Look, I think that Kyle's offenses can win championships. I think that there's probably some flexibility in, in, in allowing his quarterbacks, trusting his quarterbacks to do this kind of stuff. But 
you know, at the, what I mean by stuff is at the line of scrimmage, like audibles and stuff of that nature, giving him a chance to call plays. I will say it's not like that system can't function with high level quarterbacks. I mean, LaFleur goes to Green Bay and brings out the best in Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but you know, you can't really blame that offense for not winning a Super Bowl. The, the, the issues for Rodgers in playoffs has largely been defensive issues. So I just, I don't think that offense is the most free thinking, wide open quarterback process uh, based system, but I do think it is good enough to still win you some Super Bowls. I, I, re- I really do. I think I understand what you're saying. It does sort of uh, harken back to putting the coach in charge of more instead of the player. But I, I think that as like a guy like Brock Purdy gets a better relationship more and more and deeper into the stuff here with Kyle, if there's like a five to 10 year relationship there, I do think you'll see Purdy get a little bit more um, ability to to dictate things either game plan wise or at the line of scrimmage. I just, I don't really believe that that system can't win Super Bowls. Uh, because it only really focuses on taking average quarterback play and elevating it. I, I think it can. I really do. I believe that. I think that there have been good quarterbacks that have operated in those great quarterbacks that have operated in those systems. And some recency bias stuff's going on there with some of the results that have happened to Kyle. Uh, I think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and concerts near you you can find them last minute with killer deals and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had so why would you go game time they have flash deals last minute tickets they're easy to find buy tickets for every kind of event in your area specifically those cleveland browns you get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. 
You get images of your seats, like I said, before you buy them. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're sent directly to your phone. All right? So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that GameTime app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets. Create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Next question from Briscoe1925, which is a uh, name Mike Wallace here, says, uh, quarterbacks get drafted high thrown into the fire with an awful supporting cast, usually a bad offensive line, and they fail. But then you see guys like Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Flacco, Purdy, etc. succeed with a great supporting cast. And it's a mystery, at least to the organization. Why do teams ignore the blueprint? Well, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to lie. I have thought this often, that the burden on first overall picks to arriving in disaster franchises is really tough. It's really tough, and people underestimate that. Now, you say a guy's supposed to be picked first. He's supposed to overcome that. How many guys can truly do that? Generational types that can overcome all of the surrounding negative. There's probably one out of every, what, five to seven years who can do that, maybe maybe more spread out. But these guys who get selected by teams that have a lot of things around them, right, puts them in a really good position, offensive line in place, a good defense, enough wide receiver talent. Like, again, take, for example, the Bills drafting Josh Allen. Yeah, they drafted him at seven, but they were bringing him into a situation that could support him, prop him up, and give him a chance to learn and grow. Same for Lamar Jackson, who arrives in Baltimore, right, into an organization that has a uh, a lot of really strong aspects in place, ready to go, hit the ground running for him when he when he eventually takes the role later in that rookie season. I, I'm kind of just like of the belief that that would be the better way to go for all of this stuff to get like if we said as the NFL long term goal is to have better quarterbacks across more organizations. Quarterbacks going later in the draft would help that because it would be teams with a more stable situation, but it just can't go that way. You know, you need to try to solve that position with as many opportunities as you have at the top of drafts to get the most talented player type. But usually those teams are ones that are in a really bad place from a layout of what a team construct looks like. And it's just uh, too often results in failure. And it's, I think it's just a, uh, an unfortunate byproduct of what the, the the sort of system is, and I'm not sure there's a way to properly like rectify that. So that's the situation you're in until maybe like you eliminate the draft and guys just become free agents all the time, and they can go sign with whoever they want to, and they can choose the best situation for them. I am encouraged, though, by some of the teams selecting at the top of the draft with the quarterbacks this year. Jaden Daniels types, right? You know, obviously Caleb Williams, like with Chicago having a high pick, you feel like they have some pieces in place that could put a quarterback in a decent situation. They came in strong late in the year. 
Washington has some really nice wide receiver talent. The Patriots are probably the one that's the least desirable because their offensive structure isn't uh, isn't all too strong, but they they seem willing to try to rectify that with free agency and 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 whatnot. Arizona, who will who will not be taking a quarterback necessarily, but that would like be another team again high in the draft who could have a chance to like if they were to take a quarterback, give him a decent plan uh, place to land. I feel like again this year has some opportunities for these young quarterbacks arriving in these new locations with at least some aspect in place to to go into a functioning franchise that they can find a way to survive in and then eventually hopefully thrive. So uh, it's it's to the point now where we think we have to learn everything about quarterbacks early and I would like to see some and again the reason why that's the case is because you only have so many cheap years on a rookie deal that drives a lot of the discussion right you want to use up your quarterback's best years if you can if you can take advantage and get a really good quarterback young you want to be able to use the cheap years to build this exceptional team around him that's an advantage sometimes though some quarterbacks could use patience but that's not the idea that you want to always follow look at Jordan Love and you can't do that with everybody because you know most places don't have Aaron Rodgers types taking snaps ahead of the rookie quarterback but like that can really help some of these guys too Mahomes sat for a year like it's not the worst thing in the world to get used to the NFL level see it process it mentally understand it before taking a snap I I would I would love to see more patience with the position but that's just again the system doesn't really allow for that all too often but I would be a nice zig to everybody else zagging right so um all right last question why do you think Coach Stefanski has won Coach of the Year two out of four years, yet routinely ranks in the top ten when people make their outside the top ten when people make their uh, coaching lists? I, I just I don't think Kevin is uh, league wide popular. I don't think he is. Um, I don't think he is like somebody that has done a bunch of quote. He doesn't give a bunch of interesting quotes or find himself in the middle of controversy or like take too much of the spotlight with things. He is so stoic and just very even keeled that I don't think the media even like from an NFL wide perspective remembers him when doing some of this stuff. Now, now that he has two of these in four years, I think there could be a perception shift going into this off season when people start talking about it. But for now, I think that, what happened is people thought he had a one-off nice first year, and then this, the the last two years were sort of more who he is and how he can lead. But this fourth year has given people a reminder of what he can do as a leader and what he can do calling offense. And I do hope, uh, largely because I hope his offense gets a little different, more diverse. I've talked about this a lot with the hirings they have made, that people continue to understand his ability to guide not only his players, but his coaching staff, in a way that helps bring out the best in the players ultimately, right? Like that's what great head coaches do. They hire the right people to work with them. And I think Kevin did a great job with the defense and we'll see what he can do with the offense here. And it all ultimately falls back on him. But when you're making these lists, ignoring now coming up this season, this off season is as far as what we start talking about previewing the next season, two out of four is a real thing. And I'll be interested to see if that, uh, if that narrative changes a little bit, right? So some really good questions that came in through the mailbag. Um, I want to really shout out people who took the time to do that, even though uh, it seems like it's um, 
you know, like I said, it's a it's a tough time uh, for the year. I want to answer a couple of questions that have been sent over to the OBR. Um, one is the question, is Chad O'Shea safe? I think at this point, the wide receivers coach who does a lot of game planning down inside the red zone is really in charge of a lot of that. I think he's pretty safe. Uh, we would have seen a move by now. It's getting a little late in the process to um, to, to sort of make that move a wide receiver. So while people thought that there was a chance that he you know, would not be able to make the, the next staff just because there's some questions about wide receiver development, it seems like he's safe. He will be the one uh, hanging around. So that speaks to what Kevin views him as an important part of the offseason understanding uh, to go into next year, right? Um, Elijah Moore's role in 2024, where is it going to be? So a question from the mechanic on the OBR says, where do you see Elijah Moore's role going in the upcoming season? Does anyone foresee him being the starting uh, two at the boundary or slot man in 24? Cedric Tillman also um, put into question as far as a starting receiver, if we bring if the Browns bring in some immediate talent, I have the same question. I, I do have the same question of what Elijah Moore's role will be this year. Um, I, I, again, think that the idea of running out Cooper, Tillman, and more as your base and 11 personnel is not a bad situation, but I think that there's also an idea out there that people either through the second round pick or free agency or the waiver wire would like to improve that. That byproduct would be maybe Elijah Moore's less outside, more playing slot, or if they bring in a more slot efficient player, he's uh, able to play outside a little bit more. I think he's going to find the field guys, I don't think his role will be perfectly defined, and I think he will have to be a hybrid of sorts. Um, and we'll see what that ultimately looks like with Ken Dorsey involved in the offense, shifting, changing, evolving here as we expect it to. But I do think I do think that there's still a role for Elijah Moore. The guys I start to be concerned about consistently finding the field, if they do bring in some sort of bigger upgrade, is is Cedric Tillman, who was who was very flawed in his rookie season, and then somebody kind of washing out a little bit like David Bell, as that sort of thing can happen. Now you need depth, you need you need faces, you need guys who know your system, and they'll they'll be there, but their snap count numbers would be diminished pretty severely. But I do think Elijah Moore, because he's played in and out, will be able to find the field this upcoming season. I prefer him to be outside. You've listened to me enough. You know that that's where I think he's best. Vertical route tree, attacking blind spots, creating separation. But we'll see what the Browns ultimately think as they want to better the overall production of this group going into next year. We have another question about a quarterback coach situation. I do not know anything more about that. I have not heard anything about quarterback coach. It's pretty strange to me that, um, that, that, that they have not addressed this at all and that maybe they won't hire somebody for that position. But... Uh, I think that as we sit here, I have to presume that Ken Dorsey is going to just ultimately get tagged with those uh, OC and quarterback coach roles because they want him to be the singular voice in Watson and Dorian Thompson Robinson's ear. But um, I was hoping, and I still kind of have an outside hope that they bring somebody else in. I like to have as many voices as possible. But if they don't bring in a quarterback coach, that tells me everything you need to know about play calling, that Kevin will be doing it, right? So... Um, there you go. That's all I know. Someone asked about the latest here, Daniel B. Baseball, about James Laurinaitis. Obviously, there was some flirting with Cleveland uh, going to the NFL, but the Browns didn't get serious enough, and uh, Ohio State stepped their game up and made him their 
full-time linebackers coach because I know we talked about that not too long ago. And then I'm going to close with somebody asking Jack Duffin if he knows lottery numbers, the winning lottery numbers, because he's doing a really good job with um, what's going on in free agency and kind of predicting what he thinks the Browns will do. So check that out. Ongoing free agency list of 2024. Every position he has done. I'm doing daily mock drafts. We have uh, some content that goes up pretty regularly here with with positional reviews from Fred Greetham looking ahead, looking back. So those content pieces are going out. And then we're going to have great coverage of the Combine and everything around that stuff too, which will be here before you know it. So check out the OBR website where, again, everything you need, all the rumors, all the, the draft content, it's all available for you. So, uh, like I said, swing swing through there and, and check out that content. And otherwise, we'll be back for a quick hitter tomorrow uh, here on the channel in case there are any questions missed. I think there might have been a few. I'll get to those. And then we'll have some good content for you this week where we get some franchise tag information and we talk through what decisions are made around wide receivers and defensive linemen that we've already brought up on the show in the last few weeks. So more NFL content coming your way this week. Thanks for swinging through on the weekend and submitting your questions. And then obviously thanks for your time listening to this podcast as well. Rate and review it if you can. Always appreciate the support you guys provide with that. You've been awesome. And then as I always say, be well and go Browns. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com